Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Cut for Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Randy Zellia from BackSportsBadge.com. And uh, with us, we have we are doing things a little different. We are doing a little bit of a round table with Pete Rosado from We Are Wrestling and Backsport, Backsports Page's own Andrew Fumi. He's the producer of this wonderful program. Our social media director. That's right. Confessions from a female wrestling fan herself. There's Alyssa. <laughs> and uh, we, we are here, guys. It's WrestleMania week. Uh, before we jump into WrestleMania and AEW and all of our usual topics, Pete, welcome, brother. We are wrestling. We were there for the last show in uh, December. It was a hell of a time. Thanks for uh, coming on with us, doing this today. Oh, man, thanks. Uh, thank thank to, to all of you for being a part of uh, It Was All a Dream back in December. And I know people have been, you know, wondering, hey, when are you guys coming back? When are you guys coming back? And uh, we just kind of needed some time to rest and recharge. Um, as anyone knows who was there as part of our first show, uh, back in August of last year, uh, the company itself and just everything that we're about it is dedicated to uh, to my mom, um, who passed away right before the first show happened. Um, so especially with the holidays coming around right around December and January and all that entailed, uh, kind of need to take a little bit of a mental health break. Um, but we also needed to like just get prepped because we knew that after what happened in December, we really needed to come with some fire. Um, so yeah, May, uh, May 22nd, uh, for people who have not already seen the drop May 22nd, we are coming back with one step closer. Um, so, and I cannot wait to have all y'all back in attendance for one step closer. It's going to be a dope night, especially when back sports page and we are wrestling gets together. And, and now that, I, I guess the big question is going to be, is Andrew Fumi going to be on camera? Or is <laughs> yeah. um, I, so? Let me tell you something. You know, Andrew, the real MVP. You know, a lot of the pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, there was a bit of a, a mix up with one of our camera people who was uh, supposed to be there, um, but things got mixed up in transit uh, and stuff, and, and they weren't able to get there. And so we were short a camera person, and in true producer fashion. And in true, you know what, we're going to figure out a way to get things done mode. Uh, Andrew stepped up and uh, was a cameraman for the night uh, and helped get all get down all the great video uh, night. And it was incredible to have that happen, a real MVP type moment. I'm hoping as best as possible to give Andrew the night off and hope that he can just enjoy himself at the next show. Uh, but, you know, my, my hat is off to Andrew and the work that he pull, pulled in. Cause he definitely could have been like, dude, I'm just here to enjoy the show. I, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, but you know, the, the, the show must go on. You know? <laughs> so someone, I had to step up and uh, you know, I, I don't mind it. I do enjoy shooting wrestling. Having so. a lot of fun though. So I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. And I think uh, what, what I liked about the uh, first show and the second show, it was very consistent with the action. Um, and the the hard part for Pete is time, I guess, timing that show out, because especially when you're behind the broadcast booth is just making sure everything's running smooth. When uh, in reality, you're sitting there just like, oh, man, I hope I hope they remember to do this. Oh, man, I hope they don't forget to do that. So it's it's a tough it's a definitely a tough thing. Everything. Yeah, definitely a tough thing. But hey, guys, before we jump into WrestleMania, and I, and I have a couple of questions for you guys about WrestleMania, both this year and the past. I don't want to totally ignore the efforts and time that uh, AEW has put into their product, especially uh, last night's show. Um, Andrew, I know you probably didn't have an opportunity to uh, view it like you wanted to. Um, I did. And, and, but I, I will tell you, um, 
one of my biggest complaints about AEW, and you guys can jump in if you think that I'm I'm wrong on this, but I, it's the continuity from where their stories are going. I guess maybe it's because they only have four pay-per-views a year and they have bigger episodes of Dynamite and Rampage. So they have some bigger matches uh, on free TV, which was a bad, which was a bad decision at the time from WCW um, having like the St. Patrick's day slam and having Thunder Rosa uh, versus uh, Britt Baker in a steel cage. Uh, some of the other big matches they've had on free TV over the last few months, like Brian Danielson and Adam page on free TV, Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson on free TV. Those are pay-per-view quality matches. Again, understanding that they don't have a pay-per-view every month like WWE. Does this worry you guys about a continuity of storyline and B giving away the house on free television? Pete, we'll start with you. Um, you know, yes and no. And, and I lean more towards the no simply because as you said, they only have four pay-per-views a year, which you know, makes the fact that you have to make sure that the television product in between those uh, live events, those, those pay-per-view events are high quality. Um, and especially when you're talking about the kind of programming that AEW has, the fan base that they have, this is a, you know, a, a fan base that literally lives on that PWG, Ring of Honor, New Japan kind of style that in the fan um, and they, they want to see those big matches um and i also think it's not that bad because they are still very young as a company right you want to make sure that you're getting the people to tune in right and when you're talking about wwe has the luxury um of being the wwe right you don't have to be a wrestling fan you don't have to watch wrestling every week you know about or of the wwe for some reason or another and you probably know somebody that either has been on the recent WWE product or is on the WWE product. That may not necessarily be the case for AEW. And so when you're trying to get that footing, when you're trying to get people who are clicking around to do uh, to just stop and watch your product or trying to get those WWE fans who may still be a little leery about watching AEW to turn over, you do want to give them a reason to tune in. You want to give your networks a reason to say, hey, this is something to keep on television, especially Mm -hmm. considering they have multiple shows right now. They have Rampage. They have Dynamite. You still have Dark and Dark Elevation on YouTube and things like that. And you're going to want to start pulling things in. They have a large roster. You got to get these matches off. You know, it's it's bad enough the pay-per-views are four and a half, 17 days long, right? Um, but I'm not so mad at it because that's also what made the WWE so great back in the day. They would have every once in a while that big time TV match and you'd have that really out of left field title change on free television. Like, Mm -hmm. wait a minute, what just happened? I missed that. I could see that on TV. Not everybody, like today's audience, everybody can watch pay-per-view. Everybody can watch a stream. Everybody's on Bleacher Report or Fight or this or that. Getting people to tune in to your cable product is a different thing. You have to give them a reason to tune in with 7,000 channels right now, right? And so I'm not so mad at them for giving away some of these matches, but there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to do it as often as they do it now. 
Andrew, you want to you want to chime in? I I think the fact that uh, AEW has all these four uh, programming shows, you know, they're able to uh, split their talent across it pretty evenly. I think that makes uh, AEW what makes it unique, and the fact that you don't have to wait for a pay per view, you know, for these big matches, because that drove me crazy when I was uh, a younger wrestling fan of WWE, because mm-hmm. like. You know, I would watch Raw and I'd watch SmackDown religiously, and then I would never really see the payoff matches because they were always on pay-per-view. And like, I mean, Me I, yeah. it was really like, I mean, I'm sure if I just, you know, it was like, hey, can I order this pay-per-view, mom and dad? They, they'd be like, yeah, sure, fine. But you know, like, I was like a 12, 13 year old kid, and like, plus, you know, I had a bedtime too, so like, I'd only be able to stay up till like 9:30 or 10 o'clock. So, uh, I, I, it is kind of cool that AEW um like you said pete is like catering really really to the independent fan and is like really really willing to cater to the wrestling fan to just give away these you know awesome that pay-per-view quality matches um and confrontations uh just on on free television because because they can and they want to so i think that's really awesome and then listen yeah i don't know if you wanted to chime in on this one or not well, I, I get to talk. <laughs> well, for me, like like Andrew said, <laughs> all excited. Yeah, at my house, like we used to, my whole family was into wrestling for a while. So like we used to watch Raw every Monday, SmackDown, whether it was on Thursday or Friday, whatever, it always changed. But we'd always do like pay-per-view parties. Like whenever there was a pay-per-view, all our friends were at our house. We'd watch them. It was great. But, like, with AEW, I kind of like that they have, like, big matches for regular viewing. Because after a while, it's like you don't want to always wait for a pay-per-view. And I like that they only do four pay-per-views a year. So you're not like, you know, okay, next month it's going to be what? What are they going to do? What's the card going to be? What big matches are they going to have? Like, AEW is like, here's what's going on. And it could be a regular match or it could be a really big match. You don't really know unless you watch it. Yeah, so no, I kind of like that they don't have it strictly where it's like their big matches are their pay-per-views. They'll throw in like a really great match here or there that's not necessarily like you got to pay for it to watch it. And it gives you it a reason to tune in. It gives you a reason to tune in. It also gives you a reason to also watch the pay-per-view. And one of the things that right. like I, I'm very, very spoiled with because again, I'm – I think I'm the oldest one on the call. I'm 42 years old. Um, I'm a 42 year old. Oh, yeah, I'm a 42 year old man who can I'm watch. Getting ah, there. I'm ah, getting I, re- there. I remember when Hogan was on top, and he uh, you couldn't beat Hogan. Ah, ah, Flair. Oh, we're gonna do the dusty finish for tonight, where Flair looks like he's just about to lose, but the time runs out. He's he just makes Woo! it. Out, he just makes it out of Puerto Rico without getting stabbed. It's it's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> There's Ryan because Flair didn't uh, lose to Carlos Colon, and um, you know it's it's one of those things where, you know, I'm very old school. So like when I go back and watch the network, and you watch what's the current product on TV, and like as we're leading into WrestleMania, you know, I was just saying to Alyssa before, I, I I'm not really overly excited. I feel like I'm I'm watching WrestleMania because I'm re- I'm required to watch WrestleMania as a wrestling fan. Um, yeah, and, uh, that's pretty I'm, much why I'm doing it. I think too. I have no interest in it. Like, but I'm still gonna I, watch it. <laughs> I was the biggest. I'm one of the biggest Stone Cold fans ever. I'm not excited to see him this weekend. I'm not excited, you know, because originally they said they were gonna have a match, but then Austin didn't want to have a match because he didn't want to put Kevin Owens over. 
You know, um, then they were talking about saying it's just going to be a confrontation, but they're saying he's in great shape. So it might turn into something more. And now it's supposed to close WrestleMania night one. Uh, and by the way, for, the, for those who don't know the reason why they're doing a two night WrestleMania, because WrestleMania 35 at the Meadowlands was 12 hours long. That's why they're yeah. doing it. That's why they're doing it. So, but um, also double, also double revenue doesn't hurt. No, also, no true. Yeah. You yeah. know, all of those things do, don't hurt. Um, and listen, I I was there watching Hogan on top, you know, and I, and I was in those rooms, right? Just like you, Randy. Well, hey, baby, hey, we're going to do tonight. Okay, we're going to have players that go 60 minutes and, you know, we're going to have just, just barely lose the title, baby. Not, we're not going to go, we're not going to go all the way. I want to see how these fans react, baby. Um, you know, I was there, you know, when those things, but... I think we you all know, do a dusty impression, by the way. That's right, baby. Yeah. American dream. That's the road. The second most recognizable personality in, in the sports world today. That's right. Uh-huh. The American dream. That's the road. Uh. That's right. I'm a Stone Cold Steve Austin, a household name. Um, but, you know, it, it's at the end of the day, you also have to, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and I don't want to sound like one of these AEW fans on the internet. I'm like, yeah, the ratings. Where's the AW doesn't have the greatest ratings. WWE doesn't have the greatest ratings. Also, it's the year 2022. Most people are not watching live television at home anymore when it's on TV. So let's just get away from the ratings battle. But I say that, I say that to say, hey, there's a reason for me to want to turn on a match on mm-hmm. AEW. Right? I don't necessarily want to see all the time things that are going on with rods, you know, or I don't want to see things that are going on with SmackDown all the time, but I do want to tune in and see, Oh my God, this is AEW match that you know, I, I'll tune in just to watch that match. And sometimes there have been episodes of dynamite where I'm just tuning in to watch the main event. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm totally okay with just reading the results for raw or SmackDown, but every once in a while, I'm like, I got to watch AEW. Yeah. YouTube highlights. On. Yeah, these two highlights keeping me interested, keeping me in the in the loop with with WWE for like the past year and a half. Yeah, I haven't watched a Raw or SmackDown. I can't tell you in how long. I usually just like watch a pay per view here or there, or just read up online about like what's going on. I'll hear something somewhere, and I'll be like, all right, let me go read what's happening with uh, WWE or NXT or whatever, which I heard is not great anymore because. Vince took it over or something from Triple H or I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, and you know what's funny too is I, I go on um, I'm not ashamed to announce what, what wrestling boards I, I get my news from like I go to 411 Wrestling or if I go to uh, WrestlingInc.com and someone posted an article about the ratings and I was just, I, every once in a while I read the comments and I'll just get that seeing red moment where you're just like I gotta, com- <laughs> I gotta comment on this and I made a comment because someone made a comment about the ratings on how WWE was doing a better job than AEW, but AEW was winning the, the, the key demographic. I said, this isn't 1989. Sorry, this isn't 1998 or 1999 anymore, where we really have to be concerned about the wrestling ratings, especially with all the, different, yeah. especially with all the different platforms run. Like I'll sometimes watch if I'm in the car, I'll put on AEW on my phone and put it on my little car thing. So yeah. it'll be on. So I can at least keep up with what's going on. Right. Okay. I think as far as the ratings are concerned, the ratings were important back during the Monday Night War. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. A, they don't exist anymore. Like, no one, they're just not as important. Well, not they only don't... that, but when, but when Impact went head-to-head with uh, WWE back in 2010, there was that little span or a couple of weeks where they did, 
people don't realize also we had like TiVo or, you know, on demand and you can record things on your television and you yep, can't DVR. Yeah, DVR. You couldn't you so you really couldn't account for that. You didn't have that back during the Monday Night Wars. I bet you if you had that, the numbers would look a lot different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. For sure. So and I yeah. think that's I think that's something that we have to look at. Real quick, I want to transition because I don't want to keep you guys uh tonight to uh for two nights like WrestleMania will be. Uh but I don't want to keep Aww. you guys too long. But um let's really quickly just discuss uh some of the different headlines for WrestleMania this year. Uh it was announced that uh Bailey Oscar, Shane McMahon, um, and a few other stars were bought in for the weekend. Uh, and of course, there's that lingering Cody Rhodes rumor, um, and there's also uh, the there's also the, some steam within the rumor that the Fiend Bray Wyatt might be in town as well. So I interesting. I, ask, I ask you guys one: What would be the biggest shocks uh, for you if seeing a return or a debut? Uh, we'll start with Alyssa this time around. What would surprise you this weekend with WrestleMania as far as either a return or a surprise appearance? Um, as much as I, I hate to say it because I hate the character, I would kind of want to see uh, Wyatt come back. I hated the character, but at least they had a good like story with it. Like Everybody would go crazy over his character, and I thought like that was really cool, and I liked the little Firefly Funhouse thing but you know they gave it to what they do they gave it to like alexa bliss and she made it like her own thing but i think like i don't know something about that character like he was great to just not like him he was one of those like characters you love to hate but you still love him like so i think Mm -hmm. seeing him come back would be good for them because i think it would draw a lot of people back be like losing interest and be like oh great they brought him back because i know a lot of people were upset when he left yeah. yeah, yeah, and I, a smart play for them to to have him come back. Yeah, and I, I think, and not for nothing, there would, there would be a lot of intrigue if he was the guy with Seth Rollins. That would, that yeah, would call, that would call that, that would, would be cause, fun. That would cause a real stir if they decided to do that. Andrew, how about you? That would be fun. Yeah, you know, everyone is having the uh, the grand gesture that Cody Rhodes is going to come back, but I actually think maybe he'd be more inclined for a Raw after WrestleMania. Uh, return uh, seeing Bray Wyatt return to face Seth Rollins would be amazing um, my hopes were up for a little bit that maybe Alexa Bliss would return to in-ring action in some capacity uh, but she already said that that doesn't seem to be happening anytime soon yeah they um, all say that and then they pop up anyway yeah well, who knows I mean it, it, it's mania so you really you really That's never know like, she could just be saying that just so you don't expect her to pop up and then she'd be like just kidding here I am <laughs> yeah, I, maybe she tags with someone and, and the women's tag team championship match becomes a fatal five-way or five-team match. Yeah, so, something like that. More uh, more people in, in the tag match. Um, but I would really like to see, you know, the end of um, night one, uh, Kevin Owens absolutely destroy Stone Cold Steve Austin and, and, and become like the new badass character like he's the only guy right now you know in the wwe besides Sami Zayn for me that really like i really buy into what they're saying and i really believe what when when they speak words like i believe that anything that comes i out like of his stuff, character his, yeah like whatever I, his whole persona, persona like his big like fight owns fight that like canadian brute force like he's some grit and sandpaper guy like I can't. I can never get behind Seth Rollins just because I just I can never buy into what he's saying. I, on, on I couldn't get behind Seth Rollins when he was part of Shield. 
Yeah, he's <laughs> so, never been a Seth Rollins fan. Like it doesn't even like he is a very talented wrestler and performer. And then like you know, I, I do enjoy seeing his matches when I do end up tuning in for them. But like really, uh, Kevin Owens is just one of those guys for me that's just like when he speaks on the mic, I'm like, okay, this guy really, really is like he means what he says. Yeah. And like, if he ends up, he was just, born for you know, this. Like- yeah. <laughs> It, you know, if he ends up just, you know, he has Steve Austin on his segment and, you know, the two of them butt heads, which is probably more than likely going to happen. And KO just beats the living hell out of him. I would be like, yeah, that's that's exactly what should happen. You know, yeah, he's from Cana- he's from Canada. So, you know, it's one of those yeah. things where, you know, being able to you know, there's just something more believable about like the, the guys from Canada, whether it was the Hart family. Don't knock or- us Canadians. The the the, yeah. the 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 Canadians the Canadians Nuts. Yeah. The they have the reputation for being like overly nice, but man, like they they uh they can put the Thank beat you. down when they want to. Yeah. What, what about you, Mister? Don't Rosano? mess with me. Um, hit us you with know, your knowledge, I, sir. I I like everyone else. Am am looking forward to, and I didn't think about it until Andrew said it, and you know, sitting here like booking the territory in my head. I'm like, crap. The Cody, if Cody was actually going to be returning, because we still don't know it yet, uh, albeit what the dirt sheets say left and right every day. Um, you know, actually be the worst idea in the world. Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like they, they've dug themselves into this hole where it's like if he doesn't show up at Mania – when he does show up, it's going to be super underwhelming. Like the fans are going to just crap all over it at this point because you've made them wait so long for it. Yeah. Um, I've seen some, I I, I did see something in a group that I'm a part of on social media that somebody said something that I thought was actually really, really smart um, where to really heighten it, you know, have Vince come out and troll the audience, him come out, play Undertaker's music and then cut the music <laughs> and then have them play like Ambrose's music and cut the music, have them play like somebody else's music, cut the music again, and then have it be like Cody's music finally at, as the last one um, to really, be, and, and you know, the WWE does really like to build to those moments and that would be really cool. Um, you know, I'd love to see Bailey and Oscar come back simply because I miss them. Um, I, I miss seeing them on my television. I would love to see them finally come back, though I don't know where they necessarily fit in on the WrestleMania card as it is right now. Um, I am very interested to see Austin and Owens because if anybody is going to get this, Owens deserves it. I mean, a lot of people don't give Owens the credit that I think he should get for really helping carry uh, SmackDown during the pandemic era when they were in the Thunderdome. His matches with Reigns were incredible. Um, And that story that they told was really, really great. Um, He's a bump machine. So, you know, he's going to sell his butt off for Austin. You know, he's going to make Austin look like a million bucks, which anybody who's been away from the ring for as long as Austin has, you know, that's his, you know, that's his main gripe. And he's talked about it a million times. <coughs> and I come back and give the people what they expect to see from me. Um, mm-hmm. And there's very few people, I think, and Owens is one of them, that can help Austin do that. Um, you know, it's not going to be a match. 
It's going to be probably a segment turned into a quasi match, but it's going to be fun to see. Um, I am very interested though in seeing Styles and Edge. Yep. 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 That yep. to me is my, where my, my still the show. Yeah. To me, that's where Andrew's my looking is. real excited over it. there. <laughs> All right. Andrew's looking real excited over there. Talk to us. Everyone, to everyone <laughs> wants to talk about how Shawn Michaels, Kurt Angle, their Mr. WrestleMania's throw it out the window. Really, no one has had better matches, better performances at WrestleMania than Adam Copeland. He is one of the best wrestlers, best performers in the past 30 years. And I will stand by that with an exclamation point and an ax any day of the week. He is great. Yeah. And and from my perspective, um, you know, I think Asuka and Bailey are a Raw and SmackDowns after WrestleMania type of appearances. I think that's uh, the best time to see them. Um, I would uh, obviously it's heavy favorite that it's Cody and Vince loves the idea of giving the AEW presentation. But what I think, like my biggest thing with Cody Rhodes coming into WWE right now is I really think that the shock value lost. Uh, it was lost about a month and a half ago. I yeah, think it's all I, gone. I think if they would have done this the right way, and Andrew, you've heard me say it on the show before, I would have had it. You know, he, he announced on a Tuesday that he was leaving AEW. That following Monday or Friday, he should have been on Raw or, or SmackDown. Agreed. I think the yeah. impact. That I'm with imp- you on that one. The, the impact of an AEW guy, none of that, an AEW EVP showing up on Raw would have been amazing. Now, this has cooled off so much where I think it's going to affect where Cody Rhodes is on the card. He could have came in and, and said, uh, being an AEW guy, come right in, and you could have had a three months of stories with wrestlers. Now, it's really like... It's really like, all right, well, he was last seen in AEW three months ago. Okay, but that doesn't have yeah. the same effect of him being on TV the, the week before. And now yeah, he's yeah. on Rick Root. It's that Rick Root effect. Yeah. Like yeah. being being on the tape, on the tape raw on the live nitro. Um, I mean, listen, I honestly had my hopes way up when they had Raw from Jacksonville. Like to me, that was the moment. If you weren't gonna have him on TV immediately after the whole thing raw in Jacksonville was the night to have it. Cause that probably would have been one of the bigger pops you would have gotten an AEW guy, a former AEW guy coming back to the WWE or just coming to the WWE in Jacksonville, which is essentially the home of yeah. AEW. Um, it would have been the big thing, but I think, you know, even have them show up on a, I would have gone the extra mile having to show up on a SmackDown right before rampage. Mm, yeah like because rampage goes right after smackdown i you know you could have seen him showing up on on a smackdown i do agree with you randy though i will say that you know i think what also i don't i don't don't want to get 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 into a like a a wwe thing but like i will say the one thing that i like that wwe that AEW seems to do a lot better than wwe is that they keep their ish under wraps. Yeah. And granted, there's probably a lot of reasons for it. A lot of people are very keen on the idea, oh, well, the dirt sheets are paid off by AEW, whatever. whatever. You know what? If that's what you got to do, do it. it. Because AEW, I will say, I am always more intrigued when they say, 
but we've got somebody coming in now, not so much as I did earlier, because now with the amount of releases of talent that's in the free agent pool, you can kind of throw a dart at the wall and figure you're going to get it right. But especially in the beginning when they were just bringing talent in, you did not know who it was. It was very rare. To, I think, I think the Christian reveal was like the first one that kind of like there were rumblings about like, it's going to be Christian. Um, yeah. But that was like really the only one, even last night on dynamite, there wasn't a lot of talk on the internet of it's going to be Tony storm. I was right? just going to say that. I was just going to say like last night, Tony storm popped in for that uh, qualification match. I'm going to throw something to that AW like that's going to go along with it, but it's on a totally different span. And CM Punk said he was, this was one of the reasons why he, he came to AW is the way the AW handled the Brody Lee situation up until he, he passed away. Nobody on the internet, nobody knew on how sick he was. Nobody knew, but it, but it was a month and a half long, or a couple months illness. And Amanda came in front of the whole AW roster said, if this gets leaked out, we're going to find out who did it because uh, yeah, you know, she was very hesitant. She didn't put a lot of trust in the people in the wrestling business and nobody knew until he passed on how bad it was. Yeah. And then when you listen wow. to the, when you listen to the podcast that uh, she did to talk about the situation with her husband, you listen to her and she talked about on how this was the first time that she was able to actually trust the wrestling organization that says you know that says a lot that says a like lot that, that everybody in that company volumes right there everybody in that company kept that quiet which is absolutely amazing so just going along with that pete and just going along with some of the other things that was said here you know i would love to see the fiend or you know or bray wyatt come in and be the opponent for um for seth rollins i i actually what you said before you didn't even like the shield seth rollins the, the character he was doing when he was going against Roman Reigns, it was almost like a Joker character. Right? Like, I didn't like, even like that, and I'm a huge Joker Harley Quinn fan. You see the Harley I, Quinn poster I, behind yeah. me. Like, yeah, I, I thought he I didn't did okay. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I thought, like, look, the simple fact of the matter is there. this is something that uh, when we had Vince Russo on the show and Andrew, you know, you listened to that interview too. It got really complicated, but Vince had to make it more complicated than he had to. Because when Vin, it was when Vince Russo was there, it was Vince, Ed Ferrara, Bruce Pritchard, and McMahon himself. And those were the guys who were putting the show together. When Ed Ferrara and Vince Russo took a hike, Vince had to put had, have security for himself, so he had to get a bunch of writers. But then it got a little more complicated. Well, we're bringing comedy writers in from Conan O'Brien. We're going to bring TV writers. You have people who don't understand the business right. writing television for you. Right. And I think that's the major problem that they are having. Bless you. Now. Bless Excuse you. me. Yeah. Bless you. Thank right you. Uh, just to finish my thought real quick on what, what, what other surprise I think there might be. Um, I, I think in the main event for Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, I think Paul Heyman's going to turn on Roman Reigns and go back to Brock Lesnar. And the explanation. You think he's just going to go back and forth? I think he's going to go back to Brock and say, somebody had to take Roman down. And this is. I'm sorry. No, no. I, th I think it's just going to come out saying Brock and I put this together because we had to take Roman down, and this was the only way we could have done it. Uh, he plays so both sides. Him and run back to him. He plays yeah. both sides, so he always comes out on top. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely hate Paul Heyman. He's another one of those characters I love to hate. 
Like he's just great at what he does, and I just hate him for it. He's, he's good. He is good. He is. I, he. That's the thing. Like he's great on the mic. He's like it just everything he does. You just like he's this horrible character. So great at it that you're just like, this is good. Like, yeah. I'll say this. I, I, this is the first time in probably a few years where I'm kind of excited to see Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar fight just because they, they, they have put a lot into this storyline where there's it feels like there is actually like a lot on the line and they're building it up. Yeah, I and, heard and, they've been building it up really well, but people are, are really afraid of this final like delivery of it. Yeah. Like everybody's saying the story's been great ever since it started and the you know they're building it up to this great thing, but then they just feel like when the match happens, it's gonna be awful. And if it's a five like, minute slugfest, I you know, I, I think they just it seems like it's not invested. even gonna ring, it's just gonna brawl yeah. and that's it. You don't pay Brock they're, by they're, the hour, baby. That's not how it works. You don't pay Brock paid by, by the, the hour. minute. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's you know this has been a cool discussion um let's let's sort of wrap it up a little bit here let's go around i'm going to ask you guys um and this because this is going to take a few minutes if you had to give me your i'm trying to what's more impactful of your favorite five wrestlemania matches or your five wrestlemania moments because moments and matches are two totally different things because moments are those little five seconds like oh my lord and then those are the things that get put into these video packages like the hogan andre slam the hogan andre match was not good but the stare yeah. down in the beginning and the slam those two moments are historic <laughs> that's why people yeah. remember the match right um that that's why people remember the match you remember the match because of the moments right because right. there's some fantastic matches over the years and even not even being on pay-per-view or being on a wrestlemania there's those defiance that make the matches stick out in your mind. Listen, unless you're a wrestling historian that is going to sit here and, and, and probably guys like Cornette and after and all those guys can sit down and tell me hold for hold, move for move. What happened in Steamboat Savage can sit there and tell me what happened, move for move, hold for hold. But most people, most people remember maybe the beginning of a match and the finish or the moment of the match. For example, um, one of my favorite moments, and it's why it's one of my favorite matches, is Taker and Flair at Mania. And it's not because of the match. It's simply because Arn got back in the ring and dropped the spine buster on Taker. And I sit here to this day legitimately saying, I thought that was the finish. I thought that was going to be it because nobody, nobody's kicking out the Anderson spine buster. So... It, it's those moments that build it for you because most people aren't remembering the whole match. That's me. I don't like. I I'm one of those people who remembers like moments. I can't even tell you like what pay per view or what, but just certain matches. I'm like, there was like a cage match where Big Show fell through the ring and crawled out the bottom and won because that was the, against JBL and no way out they had the barbed wire I remember that stuff. i don't remember yeah. that stuff well, i just remember big show falling through the ring and crawling out and they'd be like big show wins and they're like wait no how and he's like well he crawled out the bottom to yeah. this day to this day how many people okay how many wrestling fans to this day probably are still miss still misremember and don't realize that Foley, Foley Taker wasn't the main event. No, right? it's, that's like, true too. Yeah, like 
most people, unless you are a thing person, are not going to remember. Oh wait, Austin Kane was the main event. event of that but because well, there was so much more to yeah. the other match, that's what you, people remember. It, you can, it you can like nothing else mattered after that moment. It seemed like you you could say the same the thing. moments that. You could say the same thing about Hogan Rock. You would think that was the main event of that WrestleMania, but it was Jericho Triple H. And you could say the same thing about Austin Bret Hart. And it was the main event was Sid and Undertaker. Right. But, mm-hmm. but if you said to me, like, Randy, what's your favorite WrestleMania match of all time? I can immediately say Austin Bret Hart, WrestleMania 13, because from top to bottom, that match was all action from the get from the get-go. And that the match, when I go, go back and watch it back, I can watch the whole thing without fast forwarding anything because i know i love that match so much it's definitely my number one wrestlemania match of all time there's certain matches that i know that i love I, i'll end up watching going ah let's fast through those let's fast forward through this a little bit that's why so when i say top five, so pete i'll, 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 I'll so we'll, so let's do it with the top five matches then because you say the moments of the match um pete what's your top five wrestlemania matches i'll give you one uh, honorable mention too by the way Okay, so, and and on the spot here, I'm probably going to misremember a couple of things. Um, And this is in no specific order. Um, Sean and and Flair, WrestleMania 24. Um, I don't know how that can't be on many people's top fives. It was an incredible match. The motion of it, the story going into it. And and to me, that takes that match over the edge. You can say what you want about the action in that match, but that match goes over the edge for me there at WrestleMania 24. Um, I will always sit here and say that Savage Steamboat (laughs) at WrestleMania is a top five match without question. I can sit here in 2022 and watch that match and absolutely still love it from beginning to end. Um, Simply because of how it ended, simply because of how it ended, WrestleMania 31 with Rollins walking away with the WWE Championship, cashing in money in the bank, um, simply because of that moment and how it ended, um, to me was just everything. Um, With that, I hate to say this, but this is a match that most people are going to get very mad at me for putting in my top five, but regardless of what you think about the people the people involved um <clears throat> wrestlemania 20 that triple threat match yeah wwe championship mm. um regardless of what you think about one of the men involved in that match and i get it um that match is, is are we in- allowed to say that person's name it no? is the i i <laughs> <laughs> what we'll do is one of my favorites too and i was like uh i don't think we could say the name that's a, another burly canadian I, I, yeah I'll put I'll put a picture that I found on online of um, the man we're not allowed to mention. They said WWE is erasing history a little too much, and they show the magazine cover of Eddie Guerrero holding up Eddie Guerrero's hand after the after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I miss Eddie Guerrero so much. He was he was one of my favorites. Um, um I, and then yeah. Um, because you said honorable mention, I'm going to be able to say these last two. So number five, I'm obviously going to say WrestleMania 25 match one between Taker and Sean. I think that first match was the best um, 
of, of, of their series. Uh, though the emotion going into Sean's career oh. match, obviously a big thing. And then as an honorable mention, I'm going to go all the way back to WrestleMania 12, Sean and Brett. Um, like, listen, 17 gets lauded by so many as the greatest mania of all time from top to bottom. Um, I think I think 18 gets overshadowed a bit and people don't realize how great 18 was because of how great 17 was. Uh, and I think the same thing happens with WrestleMania 12. Excuse Bless me. you, Andy. Bless you. Thank I you. think a lot of people forget <laughs> how great that match at Arrowhead, at Arrowhead Pond was. Uh, because remember, you had none of the bigger names. Hogan was gone. Savage was gone, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's Taker Diesel. It's Warrior Triple H. You got the backlot brawl. And you've got just probably one of the best matches of all time in Sean and Brett. Um, and I know I'm missing a couple. I will say this. I'm going to throw in one extra deep in my heart. I will always, always love the gimmick battle Royal from WrestleMania 17. <laughs> oh my Lord. Um, I'm going to go last. I'm going to go uh, listen next. Let's see what you See, that's the thing. Like, I'm very impressed that you can remember what WrestleMania, what match. I can't do any of that. But I remember moments of things. I don't remember matches. So, like, I would have to go back and look at what matches have happened in what WrestleMania <laughs> to tell you what my top WrestleMania moments are. Because I don't know. Like I said, there's that one match where we can't. Yeah, Benoit. But Chris Benoit, fine. I said it. I said it. I'm probably going to get heat because I didn't mention. I will probably get heat after this because I did not mention um, Brett and Brett and Austin. That doesn't mean it's not one of my favorite matches. But I didn't want to go with what everybody always says. Where Benoit's concerned, I mean, for whatever happened, you know, he was still a great athlete. I can't take that away from him no matter the other things that happened but i mean like the superstar so like we have undertaker's matches i usually enjoyed like going to wrestlemania to be like is this person gonna break the streak definitely not happy about the person who did break the streak we won't talk about that but you know i don't i don't think i have like a Depends on who was in it. But like I said, I remember moments of things. I don't really remember what matches happened when. Like, I don't know how you just sat there and was like, oh, WrestleMania, you know. I'm the same way. I, I just, this I'm, WrestleMania, I'm, these people. And I'm like, how, like, my best friend's little brother can do that. Like, to this day, when he was six, he knew all the information about all the wrestlers. And we were all like, how do you remember that? Like, two pay-per-views ago this person said this and then like tw- like four years ago they were talking about this with this person and like i don't know how you guys remember all that uh, you have like a, i'm like a knowledge a of useless information as well that's like, <laughs> and there and listen there are uh, there is a a a plethora of matches that a i left out b that you know have happened at wrestlemania's so it's like it, it's tough but and again if if you if you ask me ten minutes from now to go over my top five mania matches again, when I, now I'm looking at mania cards again and I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, 
I'd probably shuffle up that list. Mm. I, I'm for the moment. So, like, I liked when they did the road to WrestleMania. I don't even remember what WrestleMania it was, but they were doing all those, like, goofy commercials where, like, Ric Flair was, like, follow the champ, and they had, like, all these commercials from, like, different movies. Oh, that was when they and, went like, Hollywood. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Like, WrestleMania that Hollywood. 21. Hollywood. Yeah. See, like, that's the kind of stuff that I remember. Not necessarily mm. the matches or whatever, but just, like, things leading up to it. Just like those moments here and there that really stick out to you. Like nothing to do with WrestleMania. John Cena with his feud with JBL when he wrote JBL sucks on his limo or JBL got drugged or whatever. And he's like, JBL stands for just beat lizards. Like that's the stuff I remember. <laughs> Don't ask me about matches. Ask me about the, the things that happened backstage. <laughs> like... Yeah. I'll piggyback since we're kind of on the WrestleMania 21 uh, we were talking about when WrestleMania goes Hollywood. I think it was 21. 21 I, I don't know was, that. Like, yeah, when when they had the first um, Money in the Bank ladder match, yes, Edge won. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I love, love that match. Matches. Yeah. Oh, there. I, I I love the Money in the Bank ladder match. Now uh, I'm not really too crazy about it because it just seemed to be like so overplayed and over gimmicky. But that first match where where Edge won, uh, it was a great match, and there were some great spots where I think it was a uh, I think it it might have been Shelton Benjamin who ran up the ladder. See, that I remember that. Yes. Another ladder. Yep. Yeah. Massive. I love that. Awesome, cool spot. Really cool spot. And then uh, WrestleMania 32, I think it was, or 31, maybe 32. It was Charlotte, Sasha, um, and Becky. Yeah, 32. They were they were in the women's triple threat match. And that was that was one of the first manias that like I that I kind of watched getting back into wrestling again. And that match just stood out to me because uh, it was it was like it was like really a masterclass, not even in like women's wrestling, but just in, in wrestling in general. Like the three of them tore the absolute house down in that place. And Charlotte does this massive like quadruple eight hundred turn flip rotation backflip from the top rope, and I'm like, oh my uh, god! Go like they it. just. Yeah, yeah, they they really left they left everything everything in in the ring that night, and I was like, it's a shame that like someone has to lose this match. Oh, we like, have a special guest again. In pizza. Yeah, over there. yeah. Who's that? That is Artemis. That's 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 my uh, my my three year old over here. Wow. Whenever I'm on the laptop, she's always just like, oh, so this means I get to be on the couch close to you now. Yeah, <laughs> and want to play. Uh, you know what's funny, Andrew, with that match? It's like, I think I was also very, very, and I and I will eat crow here for this one. I remember when that match was booked and they were billing that match. I was not super intrigued in that match because I was one of those spoiled NXT kids who mm-hmm. had seen that match or variations <clears throat> of that match happen in NXT a half a million times yeah and i was like there's no way they're gonna do anything i have not yet seen them do and when i watched that match i ate crow that night i was like that was absolutely spectacular that was incredible um and to this day i think stands the test of time as one of the best along with bianca uh bianca and sasha last year that was good um and a couple of other matches as the best all-time women's matches at, at WrestleMania. Yeah, I, I I can get by you on that. It really was a great match. And and for for mine, uh, mine are very very simple. 
because I'm old school too. I remember I seen a lot of the WrestleManias live as they happened. My first WrestleMania I got to watch live was WrestleMania five. So, you know, for me, I'm an, I'm, an, oh, I'm an old man, but um, number one, and I, just, I still say it, Steve Austin, Bret Hart, pound to pound best to me, the most, most fun I, I've ever had watching a wrestling match at WrestleMania. Um, Pete, if I had to rank the WrestleManias, I think WrestleMania 12, just as a card is, is just amazing. But, um, and Shawn Michaels has made a history of making WrestleMania his show. I really love that Jericho Shawn Showstopper. Oh, WrestleMania 19. <laughs> give me Jericho. Give me Shawn Michaels all the time. And the story was perfect buildup. You could, um, you could probably do a list of just the greatest Shawn WrestleMania matches that you yeah, want to do. There uh, you go. You know, it's, and it's funny for me too, because I've ever, ever since WrestleMania 31, where Seth Rollins cashed in on that Brock Lesnar uh, Roman Reigns match, I, I haven't really been I haven't been a big fan of what the WrestleManias have been since then. Um, I thought you know I was looking back. I was in attendance for WrestleMania 29, and I thought that Undertaker CM Punk match was a lot of fun. Um, mm, that was another good match. Yeah, I thought kind that of was, forgotten. Yeah, it's definitely that's definitely a forgotten match. Uh, if I have to pick another, that's match, like I said, all the Undertaker matches they usually enjoy. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, they're there. They're, they're like they're all there. Um, Edge and Taker. From another great really match. Great. Yeah. Yep. I, I I hate I hate to keep putting a lot of Sean in there, and like there's so many different to choose from. But I remember watching it at the time, just being so enthralled by it. With Sean Michaels, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21. I was about to say. I was like, you <laughs> said you said Sean Jericho, and I was like, I'll raise you, Sean Angle. There yeah. You go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you, you just watch that and just go, oh my lord! Like, because you, in the minute you watch that match, you're like, this is better than what the main events are going to be. The two title matches. This is what it's going to be better than that. Um, and look, you know, we talked about seventeen and eighteen. I, again, seventeen was such a complete show. Um, I, I got to give the tag teams some love and the the TLC match from WrestleMania seventeen. You know, yeah. the you know the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian. You're like, mm-hmm. how can they raise the bar from what they did the summer before? And when you just have Jeff Hardy just sort yeah. of dangling there, and you just have Edge just do a spear from the top of the ladder. Let's just do that. And I'm like, and like you're sitting there saying, how he volunteered to do that shit. You're just sitting there like, oh my god. <laughs> like <laughs> sometimes the thing these guys do with stuff, like when uh, was it Joey Mercury got smashed in the face with a ladder. Yeah. There was one where hardcore Holly landed on a table and the yeah, table and didn't break the right back. way. He got a huge gash mm. on his back. I'm like, you you like you guys like like willingly to just do this to yourselves with like these anything could happen to you. And it's yeah. just like they they like they do it for us I, and it's, I it's always, great, but at the same time it's like I, there's some cringeworthy stuff the, there. The too. PSAs <laughs> that they used to put in front of like the uh, on the DVDs in like 2000s, mid 2000s, they were like, "We're professionals. Don't try this at home." And it was just the spots like that where Holly got his back broken. You know, someone's yeah. busted open, bleeding, and they're like, "We're trained professionals. Don't do this." We used at to home. joke about it every time, like we'd have our pay per view parties. Try this film, and they're like, "Yeah, everybody it, comes it, to my house." To yeah, go to a friend's house. house. That's the classic joke. Classic moments at at WrestleMania, especially like those more dare-defying, death-defying moments. Like you got to think of like twenty-two with uh, Edge, and Edge and Foley. Yeah, that was yeah, that yeah. was took it right out of my mouth. You know, to, so to, good to come back 
the flaming table spot. I was going to say that was the flaming table, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then think about it. What was it? You know, what a year prior at 21, that Edge had won the first money in the bank. And so this Mm. was the beginning of that rise of Edge. Edge, you know, and I'm very interested to see what Randy says, like his last couple of matches, because there's one that I'm really upset, just popped up from the recesses of my mind that I'm like, wow, how did I forget that? But I want to see if Randy ends up mentioning it. Well, I'm, I'm going to quickly just go through some old school stuff, too, because you, know, you have WrestleMania 10, obviously, Sean and Razor, and then Bret Hart and Owen Hart. Thank you. And then, but then I, <laughs> but I, I also but I also love WrestleMania 8, where you had Piper and Bret and, and, and Macho Man and Ric Flair. You know, it's like that. that and then you have and then you also had WrestleMania 7 with Warrior and Savage and then Warrior Hogan at six. And Hogan and Savage at five, like Hogan and Savage at five to me was the first main event I ever got to watch. And those, that story, that year long mega power story. Oh my God. That was the most profitable time at that point in time. Like WrestleMania, like it took a dip until Austin got there. WrestleMania five was the highest grossing WrestleMania that they had did, but the ratings and everything else dipped until WrestleMania 14. So that's that's a very sort of scary number, isn't it? I wonder if like that could even that amount of time in today's product. Like, could you do the Mega Powers story in 2022? It would be done you know, in two months. Have it last two months and <laughs> have it last right. And have it last a year. No. Last year, have the people invested in it throughout the entire run of the story. I can't see that lasting. Mm-hmm. Who would be? Who would be the people involved in the storyline? Would it be? I mean, yeah, that's is that it, too. Is it, is it like Roman Reigns you... and like Brock Lesnar as the tag team champions? Like, and they go crazy and they go banana lands they tear through the whole division and then all of a sudden at mania next year we get brock lesnar and roman reigns again so they're not they're not on the same level they're not on the same level but the only the only duo that i can see um actually having the emotional investment would be the new day it won't happen because I know those three men want to work together for the rest of their lives. I've waited years um, for that. But I'm still. If you had a Kofi, and, and Kofi and Biggie would have to be the story, but if you had one of them kind of turning on the other and you built that story going, 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 going. Um, but yeah, there's no one on the level of. Also, when you think about it, like Savage and Hogan, two guys respectively. One, it would be at the top of the company and their stars are crossing in such a way where neither of them look weak. Neither of the, both of them came out of that feud, both shiny as all be. Expecting an, an, a new day triple threat. Here, Kobe Kingston won the uh, heavyweight championship. I was uh, like, oh, this is this dude, this could be really cool. And then two months later, he drops it to he, he didn't even have a run, he just had like a world title walk in the park. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed about that. I think, yeah, everybody, I think everybody was, but I think I really wanted to have like a run and like, and then they were just like, nope, sorry. And I was like, 
why they like, just wanted to give him a it. moment yeah yeah it was that was a shame I still wanted Drew McIntyre to have the belt longer than he had it too, but I, I think we need to do a second show with just fantasy booking. And I think we'll probably do it. There we go. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. P Rosado, Andrew Fiumi, Alyssa, thank you guys so much. This is a lot of fun for the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast, totally changing up the format a little bit and sort of doing a round table. It is WrestleMania weekend. And uh guys, thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, it's always always fun talking okay. wrestling. Anytime. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we'll be right back here on the Cup for Wrestling podcast.